This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Did you ever reach out to that guy, Rook? Uh, you haven't. No, I have not. No, you no, I was uh, working on something else, though. I have an observation. Uh, we have uh, we are led, uh, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, uh, by progressives and mysterians uh, who have as uh, their chief, uh, one of their chief uh, driving forces is to uh, encourage the use of bicycles, right? You very that's, much that's a fair yes. statement, yes. isn't it? And we're, we're using uh, more and more road space for uh, to create bicycle lanes and Okay, this is my observation, relatively simple one, and one I don't know that you could argue against. Uh, until this winter storm is going to hit, which uh, is any minute now, apparently, has there ever been better bicycling conditions in the month of December? No, they're pristine right you now. You see any bicyclists? No. No, and there's... I mean, there are committed uh, bicycle commuters. I, I don't see them. I'm trying to think. I have not seen any. This storm will wreak some havoc, but you're right. For the past three weeks, four weeks, there's been there's been no snow. What, where no are ice. they? I'm, I'm, I don't mean this facetiously. Why aren't people riding their bikes? That that what it tells me to conclude the observation is that activist wing of the cycling world is so small to be insignificant. Yeah, but they're uh, why are they always uh heard the most? They're always they always get the because it the plays attention. well in the salon. It plays well in the salon mm. to say that you know, the internal combustion engine is is done, its time has passed and we must get into bicycles and therefore more and more uh streets are going to lose uh, square yardage to a bicycle lane. Okay, we're all living with it. Okay, we get it. Where are you? The roads have been dry for a month. <clears throat> Now on to my prediction right. for the future. Okay, here we go. I was reading about Ilhar o- uh, Ilhan Omar today mm-hmm. and how she is among the uh, uh, the new stars that are being welcomed to Congress, uh, photogenically if for no other reason, her and uh, Cortez and, and a host of others, and, and how uh, Ilhan Omar uh, runs, uh, uh, wishes to have an important role uh, in, uh, in leadership. Uh, she wants an important committee job. There's no evidence that she's been uh, trained for anything. She's very right. young. She's a rookie at this. and But she's speaking up, and and uh, she's already successfully got the rules changed so she can wear her uh, hijab in the, in the, in the uh, house. Right. Uh, okay, that's fine. That We'll all live. Uh, but you know what occurs to me? And then I, I was pairing that with, where's the story I had? Uh, oh, for Pete's sake. Well, here it is. 
Uh, Democratic Senators Maisie Hirono, Hawaii, and Kamala Harris, California, questioned the fitness of a federal judicial nominee because of his membership in the Catholic service organization Knights of Columbus. In October, uh, President Trump nominated Omaha-based lawyer Brian C. Boucher for a seat on the bench for the District of Nebraska Federal District Court. Boucher ran for Attorney General of Nebraska in 2014 but lost in the primary to the eventual winner, Doug Peterson. The Senate Judiciary Committee held hearings on his nomination on November 28, and subsequently Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee submitted a number of questions to Boucher. A number of questions were typical Democrat fare. For example, several Democrats asked Boucher to swear fealty to Roe versus Wade and other favored liberal Supreme Court decisions. Mm-hmm. But some of the questions asked about Boucher's membership in the Knights of Columbus, which is the world's largest fraternal Catholic service organization, uh, and that raised eyebrows with Catholic observers. For example, Senator Hirono, that'd be Maisie Hirono of Hawaii, said, you reported that you have been a member of the Knights of Columbus since 1993. The Knights of Columbus have taken... A a number of extreme positions. For example, it was uh, reportedly one of the top contributors to California's Proposition 8 campaign to ban same-sex marriage. If confirmed, you intend to end your membership with this organization to avoid any appearance of bias. Boucher responded, The Knights of Columbus is a Roman Catholic service organization with approximately 2 million members worldwide. I have not drafted any policies or positions for the national organization. If confirmed, I will abide by the code of conduct of the United States judges and will not affiliate with any organization in violation of the code. Hirono went one step farther, asking Boucher if he planned to recuse himself from all cases in which the Knights of Columbus has taken a position. Senator Camilla Harris also submitted numerous questions to Boucher about his membership in the Knights of Columbus, which she criticized as having been involved in the campaign to support Proposition 8 in California. Uh, Kathleen Bloomquist, the spokesperson for the Knights of Columbus, told the Catholic News Agency that the Democrats' questions were indicative of anti-Catholic bias, stating, Our country's sad history of anti-Catholic bigotry contributed to the founding of the Knights of Columbus, and we are proud of the many Catholics who overcame this hurdle to contribute so greatly to our country. Uh, Okay. Uh, Boucher's confirmation is one of the many that has been held up due to Republican Senator Jeff Flake's decision to vote against all of Trump's judicial nominees until legislation is in place to protect special counsel Robert Mueller. Uh, It is widely expected that the Senate will attempt to move forward with with confirmation of these judges after the new Senate. Okay, I'm going to link this to uh, Ilhan Omar. Not that she had any role in this at all. I think, here's my prediction. Mm Mm-hmm. The greatest generation is done. We we Get ready for the worst. We, we really we we really reflected on that with the death of George H. W. Bush. Only Jimmy Carter's left as a president who actually uh, served in the military, for right, example. Right. And once he goes, then they're they're really done. So the greatest generation is done, and the baby boomers are pretty much nearing the end. So what is happening is inevitable. As the failed academy uh, keeps pumping out failures, Mm -hmm. we are going to begin to witness being led by elected officials who govern based on political identity and not the law. For example, these two women don't like the fact that Boucher is a Catholic and say to him, 
well, what about same-sex marriage and what about Roe versus Wade and this and that and the other thing? And his answer is, but I follow the law. I'm not, I'm not here to, uh, to intervene in anything that would not be applicable to what the law confines me to behave. But that's not good enough for, for the politics of identity. To, the, to Maisie Hirono and Kamala Harris, they're disqualifying this guy. Because he's a he's a member of the Knights of Columbus, and okay. and okay now I said I was going to link that to Ilhan Omar. I'm, I'm not necessarily going to link that to Ilhan Omar, but what she is what she is doing, just with the small example of her hijab, for example, is she's she's protecting her identity. Her, she wishes to be seen as a distinct entity, not not as a fellow uh, not as a fellow uh, traveler. Uh, she is she is the first Muslim, first Somali. No, she's not the first Muslim. Uh, that would have been Keith Ellison, right? Yes. She's the first Somali, uh, first female, female, first female Somali uh, congresswoman. Okay, great, great. But she's not being put under that same scrutiny as uh, the Knights of Columbus guy. No, not at all. And not well, at all. So there's your so there's your perfect evidence of hypocrisy. But and- I mean, Mysterians, Mysterians will are governing. Or will increasingly govern based on the politics of identity, not the Constitution, not the law, not the civil contract. Oh, you're a, you're a Knights of Columbus guy. Huh? You you can't you can't uh, you can't be a judge. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and you you expect that to expand? I do. I do. I do. Unfortunately, sure. Because no, there's no the 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 mass of. People in the country, the mass of land in the country will continue to try to find someone with some conservative values to vote for. But all of the people closest to the country's tallest buildings will continue to vote for Cortez and Omar and Maisie and Kamala Harris. And because they see this as a changing of the guard, it's probably inevitable. Uh, they figure that uh, old white guys have ruled long enough, uh, that uh, that the Constitution is terribly flawed to their way of thinking because what they do is introduce the idea that they're they're there for political identity uh, and 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 to and to identify victim groups. And so here's a guy, you know, Trump appoints him to a federal judgeship, and and uh, we have no evidence to suggest that he would use his position to be corrosive or in any way. He's telling these two young women, wouldn't you love to hear what, what he would really like to say to them? Yes. But, but he's telling these two young women, uh, I follow the law. We have laws in place to, to, to safeguard against the likes of me uh, single-handedly overturning Proposition 8 in California or single-handedly overturning Roe versus Wade. Right. That's, that's not why I'm a judge. We have a, we have a mechanism in place. That's, I think what we're going to see is a, uh, is a deconstruction of that mechanism. I don't think that bodes well for us. I'm not saying uh, Omar uh, and the, I don't think, I don't know anything about Ilhan Omar. I'm not su- suggesting she's a, She's a bad person. She might be a sweetheart for all I know. You're just saying this is going to erode. I'm just seeing that it's inevitable that you are going to see an erosion of the of the constructions we have become accustomed to. Uh, chief among them, the law. Aren't you already seeing a Mysterian who got the district attorney's job in, in uh, Boston who uh, no longer intends to uh, uh, prosecute what she calls minor crimes, including breaking and entering? Aren't you already seeing it? 
because in her mind, these laws apparently have unfairly targeted African-American people, African-American males. It's a resisting arrest. She she is going to not prosecute. That's not a crime. And now you're seeing, here's a guy, oh, you're a, you're a member of the Knights of Columbus. Huh? Isn't that secretive? And Don't you have a secret handshake? And all? No, no, we're just a service organization. And it's things like that. Johnny had the story on Monday. St. Paul's upping their recruiting efforts for police officers. It completely falls in line with that. In what sense? Well, the fact that they're not going to, in Boston, they're not going to prosecute, uh, so the cop's hands are tied. Who in the hell would want to be a cop? God, no. Who in the no. hell would want to be a cop right now? Not in this day and age. I would not want to be a. I would not want to be in police school. And again, and again, I have to say this for the euphorians who listen to us but cannot admit it to their friends. I, I'm not suggesting that Ilan Omar gets up in the morning, and and rubs her hands together and says, "Man, uh, starting January 3rd, I really get to, I really get to reinvent this country." But I will say this. Because of who she is and her background and, and uh, her ethnicity and what she's been through in her life, uh, she is fated, F-A-T-E-D, she is fated to have a different outlook of the United States than I do. Right. And, and her outlook uh, will be shared by many. Uh, she's a collectivist and uh, she'll, she'll be part of the big push for, uh, you know, free medical care for everybody and the, the, the abandonment of college tuition. And it, she's a collectivist. Her, her view, and she's going to be joined by many, many more in Congress. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we're, we're going to see a sea change, a big sea change. You know, boy, Abe, Abe Lincoln isn't out there anymore to, to run for office and become president. We will be hoping that that Yellowstone... Ah, thing blows no, up. No, because, no, no. Or at because, least the sand truck goes by one right, more time. One more time, come by again. <laughs> no, but what, what we have to realize is this is an inevitable generational change. And 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 it's many people view it as it's about time. There's a breath of fresh air here. It's about time we had an Ilhan Omar with her hijab on the floor of Congress. It's about time we had Mazzy uh, and uh, Kamala uh, questioning the audacity of a fellow who uh, believes it's perfectly acceptable to be a member of the Knights of Columbus. Uh, we, 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 we're finding that what we're going to do is we're going to continue to elect more people who are going to deconstruct the very machinery that got us to this place in the first, first place. That's my prediction. Wow. Not a very bright one. No, is it's it? dire. And, and again, I'm not calling her out, uh, Ilhan. I'm not, I'm not no, suggesting. No, I know what you're saying. I'm not suggesting she's a foul human being. I'm not suggesting that at all. Uh, she's a very, uh, uh, what's the word I want? She's a very enthusiastic. She hustles. She's going places. She's going places. I, I just. Based I just, on? Who she is. The politics of identity. Not based on. Uh, accomplishments not based on anything that she's accomplished and she might very well have great accomplishments in her future great accomplishments and and you know there's still enough of the old timers in the senate and congress to put the brakes on these young on these young gals from the progressive caucus who think they have all the answers you know like cortez who every time she opens her mouth she realizes that we realize that that degree she got from boston university was from the failed (laughs) academy but that's my prediction Oh, well, that sounds good. Well, who we're you know the 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 oldest baby boomers are seventy seventy five years old. Right, they're done. The greatest generation people are done. It's over. This is an inevitability that we're seeing. It's it's uh, and, and what we can do is hope that it it's it's for the best.
That's all we can do. Hope for the, it's for the best. Oh, that's good. That's I'm glad that's all we can lay down right now. Just hope. Well, Where's the rest of the country though? It's divided. Well, why why aren't the the other fifty percent or forty eight percent that that want to push back? Why aren't they allowed to push back? Why well, aren't they heard? They're, why they're pushing back? But it, it's 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 you got to find candidates to push back. You got to find. Well, well, first of all, first of all, Ilhan Omar hasn't ruined anything yet. She hasn't done anything. Right, right. She hasn't done anything. But she is predisposed to bring a view to the job that is unprecedented in, in many ways, in many ways. A very socialistic, progressive, Mysterian uh, attitude about the whole thing. And, and she gets to do that. She won. And, and, now, and now will she be tempered by her... Uh, brothers and sisters in Congress, I imagine so. Will Cortez, I imagine so. But but we're only seeing the we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. Uh, in, you know, ten years from now, who knows which which uh, direction uh, the country will have been taken? Yeah, but your prediction uh, is is although I do not want it to play out like that, seems seems inevitable. Well, thank God yeah. you've got that four hundred one k then to yeah that. push back on <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I, I'm not even. <laughs> I always thought I was going to retire, maybe go to Naples, but I'm going to be as far as Winona, I think, as uh, far south as I'm going to get for my. You know, to our, to my way of thinking as a garage logician, yes, it's a dire prediction. But you to vary. many to many people, it's not a dire prediction at all. They many many Americans are looking forward to a sea change. Many, many Americans have bought into postmodernism. Many, many Americans have bought into the politics of identity. And they're entirely thrilled with the election of these, uh, these new, young, hip people. But who- what's going to happen when we run out of money? Money makes the world go round no matter what. Programs- Nobody seems to, right now you got a, you know, you got a president who should be worried about it. Nobody seems to be worried that we're $20 trillion in debt. And growing. And growing. And growing constantly, right. Probably went up a couple hundred billion during this show. <laughs> is Johnny Hyde going to have another newscast for us? She's sure. waiting. Hopefully it's his up. Yeah, is up is that last John, thing? Is up is this, I think? I mean, well, I mean, what was I supposed to more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I have one uh, sort of sports note. Uh, a full game note? Uh, no, no, game no, note? no. Actually, it's a fun little story. Uh, Royals pitching prospect Brady Singer. Yeah. He was a first-round pick in the 2018 draft. Uh, he used his new found professional status and the money he got from it uh, to give his parents the ultimate Christmas gift Paid off all their debt. Oh, that's, that's cool. Something. That's cool. And what he, was his bonus? Uh, four, and, four and a quarter million. What was the What was the debt? I wonder. Uh, and it, it doesn't say that yeah, in yeah, the story. Yeah. It does say uh, in. Uh, they posted a video to his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. He presented his parents with a special gift. The letter that he wrote to them said, "Thank you for everything you've done to help me reach my dreams. There's absolutely no way I could have done this all by myself. Both of you constantly took off." of work and spent every dime you made just to put a smile on my face. My smile and appreciation for both of you has never stopped and it never will. After reading how he could never repay them, Singer's mom went into stunned silence as she read the line that was Singer's gift to them, paying off a loan from the bank and their debt. Wonderful. Mom said, what? 
Your giving hearts, he wrote in the letter, helped turn my dream into reality. Their son earned his first-round selection after a phenomenal year at Florida, where he took home the 2018 Dick Hauser Trophy, given to college baseball's top player. Singer, taken 18th overall, received a $4.25 million signing bonus from the Royals. Wasn't oh, Dick nice kid. Wasn't Dick yeah. Hauser also the manager of, of the, the Royals? Royals yes. Yeah, cool. Also a fine shortstop in the 60s when mm-hmm. you weren't born yet. Yeah. No. That's my plan. The Who did two he play for, for He played for Kansas City, the Athletics. Yeah. Also, I think he played for Cleveland for yeah. a brief time. Dick Hauser. Yeah. Count but, on my kids do make enough cash. Yeah, see, that's why I'm not worried about. Yeah, four hundred one k. William, let's go out and play catch. Uh, as of by the way, I, if you're all worried about that, I know we're recording this half hour ago, but it was up almost six hundred points. The Dow. That's a good start. So. Uh, well, uh, right now it's up fifty points. Are you serious? Yeah. So in an hour. <laughs> Well, I mean, is this phone thing accurate? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Let me let me check mine so you too. Check during you know. the break. Yep, I got him. You keeping an eye oh, on Oh, I'm sorry, there, John. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's yeah. up. It's up 609 points. I don't know. Two minutes yep. ago, it was 54. 607. It's up uh, according yeah. to mine. All right. And your S and P looks like it's doing better too. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. It's hey, got a long so, way back to hey, where I bought it. How we <laughs> yeah, doing? Right. <laughs> Hunters shot and killed about 420 deer in southeastern Minnesota in a special late-season hunt as part of the state's fight against chronic wasting disease. The deer hunt last weekend in and around Fillmore County, part of the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources' plan to slow the spread of the fatal neurological disease. They'll do another special hunt this weekend in the same area to remove infected deer and lower the frequency of contact between the animals. At least 10 new cases of chronic wasting disease have been detected in Minnesota's wild deer herds this fall, some of which were shot outside the infected zone. The disease is spread through deer-to-deer contact. Deer killed in the two special hunts will all be tested. Got a deer story for you. Yeah. I was at a place yesterday uh, that's somewhat rural in nature. Okay. A big family gathering, somewhat rural in nature. And uh, a little kid was looking out the window of the house. And with his mother, this was uh, months ago. Okay. And uh, a big buck was chasing a doe, and the doe got away, and the buck was in the yard, <laughs> undefeated between <laughs> between the house that I'm speaking of and the neighboring house. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, boom! The guy, the guy in the neighboring house, shot the no. shot the buck. No. Yes. And, what? And then was read the riot act by the fellow whose house I was at, saying, you know, that could have ricocheted, come through the window. Don't ever do that again. And they 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 took care of it. The guy yeah. was very apologetic, and and and, uh, and my the guy I was with said, in exchange, I want all the deer meat that you did there. <laughs> and and uh, apparently <laughs> never bad. got any. But I'm leading up to a question. Okay. I'm leading up to a question. So you go deer hunting. And you shoot a deer. How, can you eat it if it has this disease? I don't get it. How do you know it doesn't have the chronic wasting disease? Uh, I can't. I don't. Do you know. have to go get it checked. That I can't answer. I don't either. I don't either. Well, I can't. Shot a deer. There's a test, obviously, because they're going to test all these. Mm-hmm. But you dress everything right there, and you. I mean, you take care of. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how you determine that you, that it's safe to eat the deer meat. Venison. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'll come back. You know who you could ask. I. This place you're raving about, Kagan Case. Yeah. Uh, what's the restaurant called? Uh, the uh, Revival. No, no. The smoked meat place at Kagan Case. Uh, Was it the place uh, that you in could Bloom. go inside? In Bloom. In Bloom. Yeah, you could ask those guys. I'll ask Tommy. He's uh, the uh, he's the owner. I can't wait to get the text from the traffic guy, the former traffic guy, when he hears this portion of the show. <laughs> I know, but, you know, if he'd ever show up, he could answer the damn question. He, he would Quar- be a good one to, him? Yeah, to, uh, to know we? about this. Should we? Let's do it. Yeah, do it. 
All right. Call dummy. Keep number? going, John, until we okay, get him on I was the just, line. I was just doing a little research here. Caping uh, out a buck. They, they say you probably should need it, but uh, it doesn't look like from this story, which I'd have to read in full, uh, that it definitely would harm you. In other so, words, you can eat the venison from a deer that has CWD. Um, what, health, uh, what health risk might it uh, pose? They don't know, basically. Hmm. Uh, they've opened the door to one of the reasons the disease is persuasive. I don't know. I, I don't know from this story. I'd have to read the whole thing, right. like I said. Sorry. All right. Let me go back to my news here. Uh, police are looking into a fatal shooting that occurred Tuesday night in Hibbing. Uh, according to WDIO-TV, officers responded to 911 calls reporting a shooting at about 7.30 p.m. People, uh, when police got there, they found two people with gunshot wounds. Authorities said a male victim was transported to a nearby hospital where he was later pronounced dead. Uh, they are looking for a fella here, and they think he could be on his way or in the Twin Cities. He is 29-year-old Jerome Deontay uh, Span. They're asking anyone with any information on Span's whereabouts to call 911. Authorities say Span might be in St. Paul because he has relatives here. He's considered to be armed and dangerous. Authorities say he should not be approached. An investigation of the incident is underway. Four people have overdosed on heroin and died in Anoka County in the past 10 days. Ooh, at your county. Uh-huh. Sheriff's Lieutenant Dan Douglas said investigators have yet to make any connection to the recent deaths, other than they all involved the same illicit drug. Uh, there were nine fatalities only in the first 11 months of the year, now four in the past 10 days. Along with those nine fatalities involving heroin from January 1st through November 30th, there were eight other additional fatal overdoses involving different drugs in the county during the same period of time. Small airplane. I, I have horrible nightmares about this, things like this. Small airplane crashed into a Sioux Falls neighborhood shortly after sunset Christmas Day, killing both people aboard the aircraft and damaging four homes. The plane went down in a backyard on the southeast side of South Dakota's largest city shortly after 5 p.m. and ignited flames that burned for hours. Police Captain Lauren McManus said during a Wednesday morning media briefing that one death was reported initially, a second confirmed sometime later. Uh, Sioux Falls Fire Rescue Emergency Manager Regan Smith said Tuesday night the single-engine plane was heading south when it went down. Egyptians are cracking jokes on social media after the president of Egypt went on a 20-minute televised rant complaining about fat people in the country. Mm. Authoritarian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi went on his second tirade against obesity in as many months when Health Minister Hela Zayad presented new numbers on the weight of Egyptians on Saturday. Interrupting her, the president said, why are we doing this to ourselves? President Sisi said he sometimes sees people and thinks, why is she not taking care of herself? And asks himself, how can you walk like that? Mm-hmm. He went on to preach that Egyptians should exercise more and suggested... Did you come to the state fair? <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, Egyptians should exercise more, suggested overweight people should be banned from watching TV. He also said physical education should become core curriculum at schools and universities. He then turned to his prime minister and told him to not put on any weight. President Sisi's critics said he was fat-shaming. Not acknowledging mm. the problem is rooted largely in poverty. Cheaper junk food has become more favorable for Egyptians as prices for food, especially fruits and vegetables, sharply rose after economic reforms introduced by the president. The president also was slammed for not offering concrete plans to combat obesity and spread fitness. About 17 million Egyptians who had their height and weight measured in a hepatitis C campaign, about 75% were found to be overweight. Actor Kevin Spacey has been charged with groping the 18-year-old son of a Boston TV anchor in 2016. 
This would be the first criminal case brought against the Oscar-winning actor since his career collapsed amid a string of sexual misconduct allegations over a year ago. 59-year-old Spacey due in court January 7th on the resort island of Nantucket to be arraigned on a charge of indecent assault and battery. A criminal complaint was issued by a clerk magistrate at a hearing last week. Shortly after the charge became public, Spacey posted a video on YouTube titled, Let Me Be Frank. If he was, I watched part of this video, or a lot of it. Yep. Uh, he's crazy. In a monologue delivered in the voice of Frank Underwood, <clears throat> his character on Netflix's House of Cards, he said, of course, some believe everything and have just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything they said is true and I got what I deserved. I'm certainly not going to pay the price for the thing I didn't do. He added, soon enough, you will know the full truth. The three-minute video ended with a burst of cliffhanger music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Was that wise for him to do? No, I don't think so. I don't think he so. He should probably just sit a couple plays out, if you know what I'm saying. It's pretty arrogant. Yeah. He's basically asking Netflix to, to give him his job back, too. <laughs> it's uh, It was creepy. Say, uh, you recall the other day we had the story of uh, a, a section of freeway in Los Angeles is going to be renamed the Barack H. Obama yeah, freeway, yep. uh, proving euphorians can't link because uh, he's uh, he's among the crowd that uh, believes that uh, the internal combustion engine is evil. Right. It's happening again now in Chicago. They want to rename the Dan Ryan Expressway for Barack Obama. What These people can't link. Probably if you could get to him, he'd say, you know what? Don't do me any favors naming freeways after me. It kind of ruins my image right. as a as a Al Gore acolyte. Right. And plus, the Dan Ryan's been Dan Ryan's been there for years, right? It was named for uh, uh, a longtime Cook County board president who worked closely with Chicago's legendary mayor uh, Richard J. Daley. So the Dan Ryan now there's a movement to rename that the Barack Obama Expressway. He 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 hates expressways supposedly. That's right. what he lectures. He would us. rather have you bike, uh -huh. yeah. uh, public transportation. Where are the cyclists? The roads are just perfect. <laughs> well, they better get out before this next storm hits because yeah. you got to plan ahead, right, Reeves? Yes, you got to plan ahead. Plan yeah, ahead do. for you the do. storm. Plan chronic, uh, chronic wasting disease. Yeah. I read this while you were uh, yeah. talking about that. Dummy didn't uh, answer, by the no, way. No, I sent him a text, and uh, his phone is turned off. Yeah. As for CWD and any risk to humans, an alliance says there is currently no solid evidence that humans can get it from deer, elk, or moose. The World Health Organization said after reviewing the available scientific information, there's currently no evidence it can be transmitted to humans. Same as mad cow disease, apparently, which does not transport to humans if you eat cattle. I did see a that. piece, though. I did just mm -hmm. saw a story over the weekend where a, a human has come down with a human version of mad oh, cow disease. That's Yuck. not good. Yeah. Well, well uh, I'd have to be starving to take the risk, I guess. Well, yeah, I'm not yeah. willing to roll the dice no, on that. No. Uh, speaking of cows, you'll remember you were amazed by the cattle. They made were, a cross all by themselves. Well, no, not uh, not all by themselves. Yeah. As, as we pointed out, right. the farmer put the feed down. I and, see. In the shape of a cross, and they uh, they made me. the cross. Yep. Well, here's one maybe could give you some hope. Okay. Yeah. NASA's Hubble Space Telescope. Yeah. Recently captured a stunning image that resembles a holiday wreath. Really. In the cosmos. I'll be darned. The image shows the star RS Pupus at the center. Surrounded by what the space agency calls a gossamer cocoon of reflective dust that's lit up by the sparkling star. The star, 200 times larger than our sun, according to NASA, R.S. Pupus brightens and dims over a six-week cycle and is one of the most luminous in the class of so-called Cepheid variable stars, Space Telescope Science Institute explains, has an average intrinsic brightness 15,000 times greater than our sun's 
luminosity. 15,000, come on. Do you know there's light from stars that hasn't gotten here yet? Yeah. Sometimes the things they see in the sky are literally thousands of years ago it happened. Right. Right. There's light from stars that hasn't. That haven't that hasn't reached Earth, and now to hear break down that math, the mayor Joe Sushere. No, I'm not going to. But it's I, I just, it's because it's mind-boggling. I saw a thing on um, yes. Instagram. Here we go. And somebody had reported if I were to have a lightsaber in real life, mm-hmm. I would probably kill myself within the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, well, that's very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. You don't even have to be nerdy. If you had a real lightsaber, you'd probably screw what it up. One of the dumbest things I've ever heard you say. <clears throat> no, I, you might hit your knee, hit your leg. Yeah. So but anyway, there's a lot of light out there that isn't here yet. Yeah. So exactly. check this out. You mean to tell me mm-hmm. a star mm-hmm. that we're seeing up in the sky. That, so far away. That was a thousand years ago? Could be. Could okay. be. Yeah. All right. Weird story from South Africa. Uh, this has a bad ending. I'm sorry, but uh, it was weird enough I wanted to put it in here. A sexually charged elephant broke into a game park in South Africa and trampled a top safari ranger in a fatal rampage. Mm -hmm. The 33-year-old guide, Mark Lautenbach, died at Leopard Rock Lodge after a 13,000-pound elephant crushed him, according to a report from the Daily Mail. What does sex have to do with it? Well, the the animal was nuts because it was... It was horny. Exactly. I see. How'd we lose Frank? Yeah, Yeah. he had a horny elephant here. Frank, your turn to go check on uh, oh, Dumbo. Dumbo over there. Yeah, I said it at a bad end. Oh. I know. Officials blame. Yeah, sure undefeated. wasn't a happy ending. Just undefeated. <laughs> Frank's like, I'm trying to help you out here. Officials blame the male elephant's aggressive behavior on the animal Frank, being. Frank, we need a sample. Right, yeah. Go see if he's ready, will you? You have to give me another week to come up with the $500. <laughs> the animal, oh. animal being in a heightened state of sexual tension that's known as musth. M-U-S-T-H. She sure was a stubborn one, then pow, all at once. Yeah, hey. Witnesses said the elephant broke through the fence and into the lodge's tourist area in the Madque Game Reserve. Poor Frank. The animal repeatedly trampled the seasoned safari ranger as he tried to steer the elephant away from park visitors. So he was a hero. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Field Guides Association of South Africa wrote in a Facebook post, the news of Mark Lautenberg is terribly sad and devastating. Condolences from the FGASA. To his family. Hell of a way to go, though. Yeah, not really, good. really not a good thing. No. You'll have a plaque, maybe. Maybe. After a 19-year-old cashier. An odd-looking odd uh, odd plaque. On right. this spot. Yeah, I'm right here. On this spot. Check this out. <laughs> After a 19-year-old cashier helped a customer in need, a Texas community returned the generosity. John Lopez Jr. was working at Walmart in Princeton, Texas, December 17th, when a woman realized she wasn't able to pay her $110 grocery bill. Another shopper behind her took note as Lopez, the worker, offered to buy the woman's groceries. Lacey Sims, the shopper, said when she had trouble paying her bill, he stepped in and told her if she would wait, he would pay her total. Sims encouraged other shoppers to seek out Lopez, who is, in her words, always singing, upbeat, courteous, joyful, and efficient, when she shared the story along with Lopez's photo, it swiftly went viral. Her Facebook post has been liked by more than 4,000 people and shared more than 3,000 times. The story also caught the eye of Brandon Weddle, who lives in the area. He recognized the young cashier as he scrolled through Facebook. Weddle said, saying what a nice person he was, how he was always in a good mood, how people always left him in a better mood after seeing him. That was in all the Facebook posts. Uh, so what did he do? He started a GoFundMe page for Aha. Lopez. 
He started the page. His initial goal was one thousand dollars, but mm-hmm. donors reached that within a few hours. After CBS 11 local TV station shared the story, it really blew up. The page, as of Monday of this week, had raised thirty-one thousand dollars for Lopez. Well, I, I hate to be so. I hate, I hate to introduce such a literal note to this. What are you going to? Well, what are you but, rating? But, but more accurately, wouldn't the GoFundMe page? Shouldn't that have been for the woman who needed the money? I'm glad you said that because I had the same thought. I mean, let's keep her going. You're up to 31. A Walmart manager also contacted him about a special event to honor Lopez. Princeton Mayor John Mark Caldwell presented the teenager with a certificate, and Police Chief James Waters presented him with a medallion. Uh, Weddle says the young man was overwhelmed by the outpouring of support. If you're wondering what he plans to do with the money, uh, the 19-year-old Lopez says he wants to use the money to go to college. I see. So. Uh, uh, I forgot the question. That kind of has you. a. That was a weird. Oh, twist. I, uh, we're we're certain though that he didn't make this public. The the recipient no, of it his was, it kindness was, made it public. No, the woman who was behind that I talked about. Oh, yeah. she shot the whole thing oh, on okay. Facebook. Yeah, and, uh, to his credit, he seemed like he was prepared to have kept quiet about it. Exactly, and, yeah. and just carry on with life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But uh, apparently the woman who witnessed all this uh, put it on Facebook, mm-hmm. and that's how it blew up. Ah. So, uh, Seven-year-old girl who talked about this last hour, Joe, who talked to President Trump on Christmas Eve, uh, still left out the milk and cookies for Santa, despite the president telling her it was marginal for a child of her age <laughs> to still believe in the jolly old elf. Uh, Coleman Lloyd, uh, then again, of Lexington, South Carolina, says she had never heard the word marginal before. Coleman had called the NORAD Track Santa program Monday night to check on Santa's journey delivering toys. In an interview with the Post and Courier of Charleston, she said the scientist who answered the NORAD phone asked her if she'd like to speak to the president. Six minutes later, Trump was on the line. Trump said, are you still a believer in Santa? When she responded, yes, sir, the president added, because at seven, that's marginal, right? Coleman didn't know what marginal meant and simply answered, yes, sir. Trump uh, closed by saying, well, you just enjoy yourself. Trump's chat with Coleman was initially reported as being with a boy named Coleman. Only Trump's end of the conversation could be heard by reporters. But Coleman's family later posted video of the call on YouTube. Coleman told the Post and Courier she and her 10-year-old sister and 5-year-old brother left iced sugar cookies and chocolate milk for Santa Claus. What a warm, very nice phone call. Food was gone and presents were under the tree. I don't think less of Trump because he said that. I just think that's him. I, I think he was audio corner. Yeah, I think he was in a corner. And he, the, the, he knew everybody was watching. He just, I think he just, he doesn't do it on purpose. He just screws up. There's much. Believe me, I, I know that kind of people. There, there's <laughs> much we would, I would love to know about his upbringing. Yes. His, his behavior, his personality had to be shaped by how he was raised. Isn't that, isn't that a logical I would. I would think? think so. Yeah. A little a little colder. I, I see I don't it as know. a cold. I don't know. He, he doesn't speak ill of his family. He, Appreciates his father making him alone and whatever. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay? Yeah, I guess so. More upbeat hey, hey, news. You know what, though? I can't be here tomorrow. So, Joe, I'll see you next year. Oh, God. Oh, God. What did John say? He said uh, he can't Just be here tomorrow. I can't, I can't be here tomorrow, I said, Joe. Can you hear me? What did John say? I said, I can't be here tomorrow, so I'll see you next year. Oh, that's a funny one. That was really Thanks. worth coming back I, for I get Joe. to do it all the time. <laughs> that's really? like Bill Deal, at, Bill Deal at the Pioneer Press used to get, get up from his chair and say, I think I'm going to take a month off. And then you go to the calendar and rip off the page. (laughs) That's good. I like that. I think I'm going to take a month off. GarageLogic.com. We'll see you next time. You're one click away from more Garage Logic podcast version.